Happy Friday to you and welcome to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. This is the Friday Five, our weekly list of five things you need to know about. My name is Sarah. I'll be your host as we say goodbye to March and look forward to April and warmer weather. At least that's what I'm looking forward to. This week, we've got a mix of items to talk about, so let's start where we usually start with number one. Xavier Becerra is the new Department of Health and Human Services Secretary. He's the first Latino to hold the job, which oversees the NIH, CDC, FDA, and CMS, and those acronyms are short for the National Institutes of Health, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Food and Drug Administration, and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, respectively. He'll have his work cut out for him, as I will outline in the next item, as many items passed by the Trump administration, especially those related to healthcare, are now under review. So let's jump right into number two. We mentioned last week that CMS had pulled the geographic direct contracting rule back under review, and that's not the only one. This is likely part of the larger effort of the Biden administration to review the midnight regulations made by the outgoing Trump administration. But CMS has not come out and explicitly stated which rules are being reviewed under that premise. So take that with a grain of salt or a couple of grains of salt, if you will. Fierce Healthcare compiled all the rules CMS has put under review or delayed into one article, which is super helpful. It looks at four models, primary care first, geographic direct contracting, which we just mentioned, kidney care choices, and the Part D payment modernization model. We'll have the link to that article in the episode notes if you'd like more info on the models and what has changed. Number three. On Wednesday this week, Anthem Incorporated announced plans to acquire MyNexus, which is a home health benefits management company. According to the release, MyNexus is a, quote, user-friendly platform for providers to highly automate the home visit authorization process, speed time to care, increase provider effectiveness, and improve member satisfaction, end quote. Prakash Patel, MD, Anthem Vice President and President of Anthem's Diversified Business Group, explained the acquisition in a statement that, quote, providing timely care for members in their homes allows for both excellent personalized care as well as the comfort of being in preferred environments. Bringing the right level of whole person care into the home has been demonstrated to improve outcomes, reduce readmissions, and improve members and their families' experience of well-being, end quote. The deal is expected to close at the end of Q2 this year. MyNexus will be acquired under Anthem's Diversified Business Group, operating as a subsidiary of Anthem Incorporated. Number four, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy announced a 10-year plan for the United States Post Office. And while some of the changes promised add advanced technology, like those energy-efficient trucks that were posted on social media a few weeks back, he did propose some changes to delivery time expectations, which will be interesting to see how those go over. First, changing the delivery time of first-class letters and flats 
from a three-day delivery time to a five-day delivery time. But while that might sound like USPS is going backwards, also included in the plan is, quote, 46 new annexes to handle the ever-increasing number of packages the USPS processes, end quote. We'll be linking to the CNN write-up on that plan, as well as the plan itself, which you can download in full from the USPS website, or simply view the two-page summary. Number five. Just a quick reminder here, we mentioned it in an episode last Thursday, but the date is coming up fast for our DSNP Summit here at Ritter Insurance Marketing. That's happening next Tuesday afternoon. It's a completely virtual experience, as are most conferences these days. It'll run from noon to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, beginning with a live presentation and then pre-recorded sessions with our carriers. At the end of the day, there will be a panel discussion featuring all of the speakers. Topics on the schedule include an overview of the DSNP market, grassroots marketing, DSNP sales in retail spaces, community development, and more. I have heard nothing but good things about these presentations as our video team has been capturing them. And if you've ever been curious about selling DSNPs, This is a great opportunity to jump in and get that foundation of knowledge in a short amount of time, just four and a half hours. It's completely free to attend, but you do need to sign up and let us know that you'll be there. So we'll have the link to the site where you can register in our episode notes. And again, it's completely free to register, free to attend, and you'll learn a lot. So that does it for the official five of our episode. But if you've been listening for a while... You know there's always more, whether it's a bonus or a rabbit hole, and today I've got both for you because it's been a while since we've done that. We'll start out with the bonus, everything coming to Netflix and Disney Plus for the month of April, and there's lots of content that's coming to Netflix. Shadow and Bone is a young adult fiction adaptation that I have not read yet, hadn't even heard of it until looking up this article. But I do feel like I need to read it before I watch it because that's just a me thing. I like reading it and then seeing the film adaptation. Also coming, the documentary This is a Robbery, the world's biggest art heist. And that tells the story of two robbers who dressed up as cops and robbed a museum in Boston of quite a lot of art. And then Thunder Force, the story of two childhood best friends who reunite when one of them creates a concoction that turns regular people into superheroes. Always here for those kinds of stories. And that stars Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy, so you know it's going to be good. A lot of family-friendly content here. Part 3 of Family Reunion with Tia Mowry. Barbie and Chelsea, The Lost Birthday, Don't Judge Me, My Daughter's a Fan, and Season 3 of The PJ Masks, If You've Got Littler Ones. Then on Disney+, Plus, Big Shot, starring John Stamos as a basketball coach who is fired and finds himself coaching at a girl's private school. That should pair nicely with the reboot of Mighty Ducks in series format this time, also on Disney+. Plus. But probably the one I'm most excited about... Adventures in Wonderland, one of my favorite shows from the 90s, is finally coming to Disney Plus at the tail end of the month. Super excited about that. And that covers our bonus. So now it's time for the rabbit hole. 
And the funny thing about this one is that I knew it was a thing that my daughter was really interested in, but I had no idea the extent of the popularity of these things. We're talking squishmallows. She had asked for one for her birthday, and I never really thought of them as anything other than a fun plush toy that kids her age loved. I mean, they weren't even on our Tuesday 10 list of holiday toys. I think I equated it more to Shopkins or LOL dolls. You know, it was a trend, but nothing huge. And apparently I was really wrong because collecting Squishmallows is a serious thing. I've seen a lot of articles pop up lately about them, calling them the Beanie Babies of 2020. And while I don't know that I would go quite that far, I will say they are super squishy, very comfy, and ridiculously cute. If you haven't seen them, check out the articles in the episode notes to see what they look like. And if you see them out in stores and are debating getting one for your kiddo's Easter basket, just do it. Because if you put it back, you might never see it again. Collectors are going on squishy hunts, basically making the rounds to their local stores that carry the plush in hopes that they will find them. My daughter has a smaller Pandora the Pegasus and a big Opal the Octopus that she got for Christmas, and that was something I had to order because I couldn't find the largest size Squishmallows anywhere before the holidays, and it literally came on Christmas Eve. But she loved it, she still loves it, and I can't say that she wants to get into collecting just yet. But give it another week or two, though, and we'll see. If I had to pick my top three, obviously Sarah the Squirrel, Chanel the Cinnamon Roll, and Riley the Dragon. But I'd be happy with a bunch of the cute little food squishies, too, especially the tacos and nesting avocados, which, yes, that's a thing. At any rate, that is all I have for you this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith. 